This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. This episode is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. Listen, over the last weekend, I went to a family reunion. And unfortunately, that fell on that particular time of the month that all of the women know what I'm talking about. So I had an attitude I wanted to eat everything, and I was in the South, which means I wanted to eat everything that was terrible for me. And overall, I just wasn't feeling it. I had a great time, just wasn't feeling like myself. Now it's easier to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the show code BLESSED at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLESSED for 15% off today. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I'm excited about today because I'm going to be answering some questions For the last few weeks, we've been doing this Supernatural Life series. And so because it was an interview on a specific topic, we haven't been able to um, answer any of you guys' other faith and business related questions. So I wanted to take some time to catch up on those for this week's episode. Um, But before we get to that, I just want to thank everybody who came out to any of the stops of our tour. If you were in Dallas, if you were in Chicago, DC, Atlanta, thank you so much for coming to the tour. Thank you to everybody who volunteered, who, man, just thank you. This tour has truly, truly, truly blown my mind. DC was fantastic. I haven't talked to you guys since then because we had the interview that aired the next day 
And pretty much the whole week after DC, I was just sleep. Like <laughs> I would wake up, I would eat and I would go to sleep. I took like so many naps in a day. I've been sleep all week. And even this week, um, I'm still not back to work. Like I got some stuff that I need to do, like just things I haven't been able to do. Like, um, I need new glasses, for example. So just stuff like that. I'm I'm really planning for 2020 and I have like a long to-do list, a long list of things that I want to bring up and really just have a little business retreat with God. And what that looks like for me is just not really working as far as people being able to access me, but just really being on my face and in prayer and things about what it is that God wants me to do moving into 2020, how we need to structure this business. I have like some things that I want to bring up and stuff like that. So I'm definitely not back to work yet, but the podcast got to come out and I do got do have some energy. So I wanted to come on here and ask, um, answer some questions for you guys. And I'll do like a full recap of the tour and things like that a little bit later. I still haven't fully processed. I'm going to watch back some of the videos and the videos are actually going to be the recordings for each city are going to be for sale. So if you guys were not able to attend the tour, you'll still have an opportunity to get the message. You'll be able to hear my message in every city, which was different. Kavaya's message in every city, which was different. Um, Kristen was our special guest in Dallas. So you'll get to hear like our Q&A with her. Tanya was like my spiritual mom was our special guest in DC. And sis, shut the place down. Okay, like I have never seen her in action like that before. DC was really just like surreal to me. The fact that we were at the wharf, which is a very nice area in the city, and this beautiful this beautiful room with floor to ceiling windows at the Intercon Hotel, it was just beautiful. And she, and God just showed out. I mean, Tanya's a prophet, so she's picking people out the audience and <laughs> laying hands. She at one point, everybody was like. She set it up to where it was like uh, everybody had like a line. So I had a line because I had a line. She had a line. She had my mom in there praying for people. Like it was crazy the way that God moved in that place. And I'm just still in awe. Like because going into this tour, I just really didn't know what was going to happen. So just to kind of look back to see what God did in every city has been pretty, pretty amazing. Um, so yeah, I'll do like a full like recap and all of that stuff a little bit later. But today I wanted to answer some questions. Let's get right into it. Oh, and before I get into the questions, I got to say shout out to everybody who checked out the Fashionpreneur Diaries. As you guys know, my company, Anchor Media, our podcast division, um, it's called the BBU Network. And we executive produced and developed the Fashionpreneur Diaries for Jessica Williams. She was um, a guest on the show, one of my good girlfriends. Um, She owns multiple fashion businesses in LA. And I've been pressing Jessica about doing a podcast forever, like way before I even had a media company. And so I knew she would just be my ideal person to develop a show for. And she was with it and we did it, man. And it launched on yeah, uh, not yesterday. What am I talking about? It launched on September 9th. And as you guys know, I put like the trailer here, but we develop the show from scratch, develop the um, structure of the show, edit the full show. We came up with the whole um, intro. So shout out to everybody who's been complimenting like the Moesha music. But I'm so excited because the show launched and within the launch week, she was charting on the Apple podcast chart. So she charted at like number, I think she, she peaked at like number 27 
for U.S. podcasts in the entrepreneurship category. I forgot the number, but she charted in the overall business category. She charted in Great Britain in the business category. She charted in Canada in the business category. Like, this is amazing because there are like hundreds and thousands of podcasts out there. And so within our first launch week, we're charting out here in these streets. So I'm just so excited about this. I'm excited about my podcast retreats that are coming up at the end of the year where I'm going to be working with people and developing their shows. Um, more information to come on that. We're going to have an open house soon because our next retreat is going to be at the... Um, when is it? it's going to be in 2020 around like March or so. So I'm definitely going to do an open house soon to tell you guys a lot about what Anchor Media does and how you can be a part. But I'm just hyped because I, I think that when you are in ministry or when you talk about God, people put you in this ministry box. And for me, I'm somebody that's called to both the marketplace and ministry. And so I never want to be put in a box to where you think all I could do is preach. No, I'm really good at what I do as well. So in addition to being, let me toot my own horn for a second. Let me get my swag up. In addition to going on a four city tour and and getting people free and spreading the word of God, we was also creating and launching a, a, a top hit podcast. Okay. So don't sleep on your girl. (laughs) So I just had to to pump myself up real quick because that was just super exciting once I did the numbers and sent her over her, um, analytics report. So yeah, I'm hype about that, man. And, And I tell that because I want you guys to understand and Lord, I might end up preaching, but I want you guys to understand, like you can be called to both ministry and the marketplace. Like you can be a business success as well as get people free. Like there doesn't, that's, it doesn't have to be separate. Like you can do both. I can build a media outlets as well as travel around the world and spreading the good news. I can do both. And the enemy would love to have us out here thinking that you could do one or the other. And as I'm talking, I feel like there are some of you guys who are listening here right now who may be struggling with that. You may be like, well, God, I got into entrepreneurship because I wanted to be successful. I wanted to make a lot of money. I wanted to do certain things in business. But then you're telling me now to talk about you how can I how does that relate to my business how does this do that and I'm reading a book right now um it's called like something about cows but pretty much I don't remember the title but pretty much the author of the book is the former CMO chief marketing officer of Chick-fil-a and he was saying that yes Chick-fil-a is a faith-based um business a Christian-based company but they weren't going to like put scriptures on the bags or the sandwich boxes or things like that. They wanted to show God in other ways by being able to show people Christ by their experience. So customer service at Chick-fil-A is so good because people want you to be able to come in there and experience the love of God through their service. And so again, there are some of you guys who I believe are toying with it, trying to figure out like, how do I incorporate my faith in my business? And it doesn't have to be overtly preachy. Jessica's show is still spreading the good news, but it is not overtly preachy. She is talking about fashion, the fashion business, helping people build their fashion brands and businesses. It's not turned with me to such and such scripture, but because she is about that life, she's going to still communicate that communicate that and and communicate it by her just being herself. And so for some of you guys, you need to be broken free from feeling like you got to fit into a particular box. You don't have to fit into any box that somebody else may try to put you in. All you have to do is do what God called you to do. And there is no box. 
period. Ain't no box nobody could put me in. God may tell me to start, I don't know, flying planes tomorrow. And guess what Tatum I'm going to be? Front row in autopilot. I mean, not autopilot, but pilot school, wherever the process is for that. It don't matter. Then you really ain't going to be able to put me in a box. Because sis is recording a podcast, flying planes, <laughs> developing whatever. But yeah, I'm joking. But I'm, I'm dead serious for you guys to understand that you do not have to be put into a box. You simply need to do what God called you to do. And try to define it later. But sitting here trying to figure out how does my faith fit into my business? Don't worry about that. You don't have to be overtly preachy. Like they said, they weren't putting scripture on every box at Chick-fil-A. But they do want you to come in and have an experience with them. To where now you are feeling the love of God by you just coming in and ordering some food. So that's something for you guys to think about um, before we go into these questions. But I definitely had to get that off my chest. It doesn't have to be one or the other. You can thrive in both ministry and marketplace. And I might do a a full episode on that at at another time, but I'm still on my little break. Okay, (laughs) so let's get into these questions. Let's take a quick break, pay a bill, then we'll get back to answering some questions. One of my 2020 goals, as you guys know, is to automate as much as possible in my business so that I'm spending my time on the things that yield the best return on investments and not spending time on my never ending to-do list. When you're running your own business, like I said, that to-do list is never ending and you know you can automate many of these tasks, but you don't really know how. And that's where Zapier comes in. Zapier is the easiest way to automate your work. It connects all your business software and handles work for you so that you could focus on the things that matter the most. No more wasting your time on tasks that you know can be automated because that's exactly what Zapier was built to do. Just go to our special link, zapier.com slash blessed. You connect the apps that you use the most and then you let Zapier take it from there. Join more than 4.5 million people who are saving an average of 40 hours per month by using Zapier. Think about it, y'all, like 40 hours per month. What would you rather be? Me personally, I would rather be on the beach with these 40 hours per month that I'm saving using Zapier. So save yourself time and money and automate, you guys. Automate, automate, automate. Right now through November, try Zapier for free by going to our special link, zapier.com slash blessed. That's Z-A-P-I-E-R.com slash blessed for your 14-day free trial, zapier.com slash blessed. Let's get back to the show. If you ever want to submit a question, you can email me Tatum at TatumTamia.com and just put podcast question in the subject line. I usually pull all of those into like a folder. So when it's time to answer for the show, then I'll be able to do it here. So the first question says, hey, Tatum, I hope you're doing well. Um, My name is, I'm not going to say your name. I currently live in Atlanta. I love your podcast and want to congratulate you on all your hard work. Thanks, girl. She says, I'm writing this email to ask you about tithing. Listening to the last podcast had me thinking about how I need to structure my business before it really takes off. When tithing, do you tithe straight from the business account or do you tithe after paying yourself? So she has two questions. So that was the first one. Let me answer that one first. I tithe out of the gross of my business. So I take 10% of whatever my business made in that month. And then I tithe that I pay myself after. I don't double tithe, so I don't pay 10% of my salary, um, but I, I, I tithe based off of the gross out of my business account. 
Um, okay, so then the next question says, I have another question since I wasn't able to attend the event you had here. I wanted to ask you about the process of continuing through working through mess. I recently quit my job in March and since then I've been working on my event planning business. In this process, I have lost my apartment and car. What advice do you have for working when it doesn't look good, but it's going to be good? So this is a really, really great question because I believe that there's a misconception that when you're trusting God and you're relying on him and you're obedient and things like that, that there's no work involved after that. So let me make sure I say this right. I think that we, when we put our faith in God, we forget that there's still work that we have to do. And we also forget that there's still skills and intelligence and uh, ingenuity and things that we have that we could use to navigate the season that we're in or the waiting season that we're in. And so what I mean by that is if I were you, I would first, before even getting to how to deal with the mess, I would first figure out how the mess happened. So really, I would, if I were you, I would really sit down and think about how did I get to the point where I lost both my car um, as well as my apartment? Was I not stewarding over what God gave me correctly? Um, was there some things that he was trying to get me to do that I didn't do? Like, what was that that process like? Was it God who told you to leave your job um, in the first place? Because you actually said, I recently quit my job in March. And since then I've been working on my business. And then you were saying I lost my apartment in my car. So who told you to, to leave your job? That's the first thing. And I believe that a lot of times we rely so heavily on grace to the point where we don't want God to hold us accountable, or we try to use grace to remove the consequences of our decisions that were not of God, you know? So if I was you, I would really sit and maybe fast and pray and see God on like what happened. Um, but when I was talking about, when I was reading your question and pre, uh, preparing to answer it on the show, I instantly thought about Abraham. And so in Genesis 12, if you guys are not familiar, I'm actually going to just go ahead and read the beginning. Genesis 12 says, the Lord has said to Abraham, go from your country, your people and your father's household to the land I will show you. And then he gave him a bunch of promises. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse and all people on earth will be blessed through you. So here we are um, with Abraham and God told, well, Abram, this was before his name was changed to Abraham and God told him to leave everything that he knew. And so, and then God began to give him the different promises that were a result of his obedience. So then Abraham ended up leaving. So this was a God ordained leave, right? But what happened was if we go down to what the verse I just read was verses one through three. Now, if we go down to verse number 10, let's start with verse number nine. It said, Abram set out and continued toward the, don't know how to pronounce this word. It says, now there was a famine in the land and Abram went down to Egypt to live there for a while because the famine was severe. Now, this is a really important part of the story because here we are. God tells Abraham to leave everything he knows to go to a land that he's going to show him and all of these blessings are going to happen. So here Abraham is, he packed up his wife, his nephew, Lot, everything, and he rode out. 
right? He was obedient. God said, go, he went. Now, where we are in verse 10, it talks about that there was a um, famine in the land. So if you put yourself in this situation, God tells me to leave my job and then I lose my house. I lose my, my car. Like what's going on, God? You said to leave my job. You said to work on this business. You said I was going to be successful. Abraham is like, God, what's going on? You told me to leave and go to this place. I'm on my way and there's a famine. This doesn't really make sense. So what Abraham did was he went to Egypt to live there for a while because the famine was severe. So Abraham used his brain to say, okay, the famine here is very severe. So let me just go down to Egypt right quick. So I don't get caught up in this. So I don't get sick. He used his smarts, his ingenuity, his intelligence that God gave him to come up with a solution that allowed him to of course, continue on to what God had told him to do, but to navigate his circumstances so he doesn't get sweeped up in the famine. And so I I bring this up because I want you to think about this as well. Like the reason why I said that God gives us our, our brains and things is because we have to use them, right? So if he tells you to leave your job to work on your business, okay, great. But if, if the, um, if you notice that, oh, my rent is about to be due and I don't have the money or my car is about to be repossessed, like, what can I do then to better manage, be a better steward over the resources? Or what can I do then to just bring some money in so that I can make sure my basic needs are taken care of, right? Let me go deliver some DoorDash orders. Let me go do some Instacart stuff. So I'm still in control of my schedule. So I'm not now back in a nine to five, but I'm bringing in some money so that I can take care of these needs, if that makes sense. So if I was you, uh, again, I don't know if God told you to leave your job. You didn't tell me that. But I know even with my experience, and this is just my personal experience, when God told me to leave my job, I never, he provided for me. He told me to leave my job. Tatum was getting ready to leave a few months later because Tatum had a business coach who taught her how to go from a nine to five to a full-time entrepreneur. Tatum was making um, making adjustments to her business to be able to accommodate being a full-time entrepreneur. Tatum was saving money. She wanted to have more money saved up. She was doing everything that made logical sense. But God said, pack up everything and go. And so I packed up everything and went. And um, there were times where I lacked some things, but then God always provided a way for me. You know, I didn't lose anything. I was still taken care of. I was, my basic needs were always accounted for. And so if I was you, I would take a step back to first ask myself, did God tell me to leave this job or was this just what I wanted to do? And then also, if he did tell you to leave, I would really seek him. I would then look at my circumstances and be like, okay, how can, what can I do? What can I do to where I'm still in the will of God, but I'm using my intelligence to make this or be a better steward over what I have and make my situation a little bit better. And in addition to that, of course, stay in prayer and keep seeking God in the details. Like, God, what do you want me to do? You said that you would put him in remembrance of your word. You said that your name is Jehovah Jireh, that you will supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory. You said that you are a provider. So why am I losing a roof over my head? What's going on? And sometimes it may be, God may be saying, well, I want you to move back in with your parents so that you could save money and so that you could work on this business without the responsibility of having rent. Like 
I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like all I know is what you put in this and this is your letter. But these are just the thoughts that come to my head as I'm um, as I read your question and was really praying about this episode. And so if I was you, I would really take a step back for a second um, and do those things. So I hope that helps, girl. Okay, um, next question. This one is a follow-up to the uh, home buyers episode. It says Tatum for home buying, saving six months. It actually cut the question off. This one was on Instagram. Um, but she was basically asking um for six months, are we saving what we want to pay or a percentage? So if you're saving for a home, based on our conversation with Kiana, I believe that if you are saving um in particular for your down payment, I would take I would first see um, what the purchase price is going to be, which you would know based off of like all of the factors. So if you got like a pre-approval or something like that, just to see what you qualify for, um, that will tell you pretty much how much you'll be able to spend. And there's a ton of like online calculators and stuff where you could plug your information in and get an idea of what you will qualify for um, as far as the home price goes. But um, as far as the down payment is, you could easily calculate what the down payment is. So if you do a lot of first time home buyers, they do, like a 3% that you have to put up for the home. So I would calculate 3% of whatever the purchase price is, right? So let's use small numbers. Let's say if you were purchasing a home for a hundred thousand, three percent is three thousand. So if I were you, I would focus on saving three thousand dollars for that down payment. Now how much you save a month is dependent on how long you want to wait. So if you want to move in six months, then you put away $500 a month for six months and that'll get you to 3000 If you want to move in a year, then you could put away 250 a month and um, that'll get you to the 3000 So I believe it just depends on what you're saving for would be the best way to go about it. Now, just saving in general, I recommend a percentage. I ain't no financial expert, but from living with an accountant and talking about money with people all the time, I, what they tell me is save a percentage. Um but yeah, if I was you, that's what I would do. And in, even for us, we're actually back into the home buying process. And I'll share that story um, later. But um, we're back in the home buying process. And we've been saving since we tried to buy a home six months ago. We've been saving ever since then. All of our money that we got for our wedding, we've been saving that ever since then. So we have, we're able now to go in, pay the down payment, furnish the house and all of these things based on aggressively saving. So it really just depends on your goals. I know uh, even above just the down payment, you want to be able to furnish your house. You know, if there's anything that you may need to fix that the sellers might not be fixing, then that's money that you're going to have to put up too. So in addition to calculating that down payment, I will also, if you're wanting to buy a home, aggressively save, period. Like as far as your spending money goes and all of that, like pay your necessities, give yourself a tight budget with spending. And I would literally put everything else. If I'm trying to buy a home, I will put everything else into the savings so that I could be able to do what I want once I, I bought my house. And then once you get the home and things like that, then you could re you could revisit your saving structure and maybe give yourself more money to play with. But if you have this goal to do this particular thing, um, I would be really aggressive about the saving. This episode is brought to you by Native. Native. This episode is brought to you by Native. Native creates safe, simple, effective products that people use in the bathroom every day. They create products with trusted ingredients and trusted performance. 
Native products are made in the USA with ingredients thoughtfully sourced from around the world. Native deodorants can hang with your workouts, your busy mom life, your busy entrepreneur life, or even a 16 plus hour day. They come in a wide variety of enticing scents for men and women, plus they release new limited edition scents throughout the year. They also offer an unscented formula and a baking baking soda-free formula for those with sensitivities. I personally have the lavender and rose scent. It's still holding strong. I've had it for a while now. And not only does it last long throughout the day, but the deodorant itself has lasted a pretty long time. Native deodorants are aluminum free. Aluminum may be linked to some serious health ramifications, including breast cancer and Alzheimer's. Although Native is priced at a slight premium when compared to conventional deodorants, it is safe and effective. And remember, the deodorant itself lasts a pretty long time. For 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code BLESS during checkout. Again, for 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code BLESS during checkout. Let's get back to the show. The next question says, how can I give myself to God with my whole heart without expecting anything in return? So, um... Well, first of all, I really appreciate the honesty of you asking this question because it implies that you are expecting some things in return. So there's two ways I want to answer this question. First, what are you expecting in return? Because there are some things that you can expect from being a follower of Christ. And those are God's promises that are outlined in his word. Now, if what you're expecting in return is not one of his already communicated promises and more so something that you want him to do, then that's a different conversation, right? There are certain things I can expect from God, period, because that's what he said. I can expect that his His word won't return back to him void. I can expect that he has plans to prosper me, not to harm me, to give me a, a hope in the future. I can expect what these promises are in his word. Now, like I said before, you have to examine what it is that you're expecting from him. But the fact that you ask, how can you give yourself to God with your whole heart shows that you're only partly giving him your heart. Now I'm just assuming a girl, you could be, but based off the question, um, it seems like there is a heart check that needs to happen. Now, my advice to doing that heart check Because you could say, God, I'm going to give you my heart, I'm going to give you my heart. But if it's still some things that are there, like some remnants of like some past hurt, some church hurt, maybe it be because a lot of times we can't trust God because um, our natural fathers weren't there. Maybe it's something like that. Maybe it's everybody, you know, who said that they love God were hypocrites. Like, I don't know. I don't know. We all have a variety of things that contribute to us not being able to give our whole heart to God at some point in our life. So the first thing, if I was you, that I would do is do a heart check and get to the root of what's stopping me from get being able to give God my whole heart. And based off of like conversations that I have with people and people who write into this show, I believe that a big contributor to the fact um, or to the issue that a lot of us have with truly giving our all to God is we're trying to apply somebody else's faith to our relationship. And that's not really how that works. 
right? We're trying to apply how our grandmothers did things, how our parents did things, or what people were talking about because we grew up in church, if you did, that you're trying to apply that to your relationship with God. You're trying to apply this Christianity checklist as opposed to truly getting to know him for yourself. And so if I were you again, I would get to the root and figure out like, what is it? What, what have I, what is it that's stopping me from giving? Is it that I don't trust God? And if that's the case, then that's what you take to your prayer life. God, give me the ability to trust you. God, give, show me. And if I was you, this is what my prayer would be. God, show me what it is that's blocking me from being able to fully love you wholeheartedly, to fully be able to just rest at your feet and not want anything from you, but to simply be in your presence. God, show me what's going on. And God is a revealer. He will, he may take you back to a situation that hurt you that may be blocking it. He may take, he may tell you, my daughter, you never really knew you were never taught how to get to know me. You know what I mean? So it's important that you really just sit before God and ask him to reveal. That would be, if I was you, that would be my prayer at this time is God reveal. And as he reveals, then you get to war to correct, right? And he is a healer. So once he reveals it to you, you go back to prayer and you give it back up, give it back to him. God, heal my my broken heart that's keeping me from being able to love you. God, I would I, I bind every stronghold that is taking root in my life right now that is blocking me from being able to be who you saw before you formed me in my mother's womb. Satan, I put you on notice right now that you will not have your way in my life. You will not manipulate me to think that my God is a genie. No, my God is a savior. Like just this is if I were you, this is exactly what I would do. And then as you just continuously do these things, I believe that God will be able to heal your heart, that you'll be able to learn more about him. As you go deeper into your word um, and learning about him, you'll be able to fall in love with him more. I mean, even take a look back at your own life, things that he obviously brought you from, because surely you couldn't have done that. And, and put yourself in remembrance of those things and really sit in that, because I believe as, as we sit and reflect on what God has done, it will keep us in a place that we're we're able to really give him our all without expecting anything because he's done so much that we weren't expecting. The Bible says that he will do exceedingly and above anything we could ask for or think. And so I believe um, after you ask for him to reveal, really spending some time reflecting is going to really help you as well. Because if I sit back and look at my life, I there are so many decisions that Tatum made that should have had me sick, dead, lost my mind. Like there are some things that I have done that I have no, I am not worthy to be where God has me. And if I sit back and really look, take a look from young to now, if I really take back to look back and and take a look, there are so many things that God has done for me that I didn't ask for that I wasn't expecting, but he knew I needed it. And that's enough for me to just be on board with whatever. And then even as he continues to do it, so this is another step. And as he continues to show you things and blow your mind, keep score of God, keep score Because I believe that by keeping score, that allows you to build your faith too. And um, I saw this on, I forgot who did, who did this, somebody on social media creating like a a jar, a wind jar or something like that. And so I would create something where you're able to document your blessings. So whenever God does something unexpected in your life, 
write it down, especially because this is uh, you having expectations is something specific for you. This is something that I would do is write down everything that God did that I didn't expect. And I would keep a track record of it. And whenever I feel like my prayer life has got to the point where um, all I'm doing is praying so that I can get something from God, I would go back to that prayer, that that um, blessing jar, whatever you want to call it, and look. And, and, it, and I believe it will make you feel foolish in a sense because it's like, here am I coming to God with all of these requests. And here are all the documented ways that he has blown my mind. That he has exceeded my expectations. Surely he don't need my help to bless me. So if I was you, that's what I would do. First, ask him to reveal, then reflect, and then keep score of what God does in your life. And then, of course, do all the other things that we talk about, praying, fasting, reading the word. But I believe that these three things are really going to help you. And also understand that, and this is where I think a lot of us get so frustrated in our walk with God, that we think that everything is supposed to change overnight. And it can. So don't get me wrong. Like God can do whatever he wants as quick as he wants. Please believe. But also be patient with yourself. I struggle with this a lot when truly trying to live my life for God that I would get so frustrated when I did something wrong. And God had to really deal with me about being patient with myself. Just make the decision every day that today I'm going to give God my heart. The Bible says don't worry about tomorrow. Today has enough trouble of his own. So today make the decision that I'm going to give God my heart. And just, and just love him and praise him and worship him and sit in his presence without asking for anything. And if you need help with like sitting in his presence, go back to the create the atmosphere episode. Cause I believe I went into detail about that, but just do that every day, take it one day at a time. And eventually you will look up and I believe you will be so in love with God and your blessings jar will get so big. And and with and also look at the blessings jar, not as something that you have to only document these grandiose things, but something as small as making it to the next day. Man, it is so much going on in this world that it is a blessing to get home at the end of the day. It's a blessing to leave your house and be able to go back. And be of sound mind and of good health. So don't also don't take the small things, the seemingly small things for granted either. So yeah, that's my advice to you, girl. Let's answer one more question. Let's pay a bill and then we'll answer the last question. This episode is brought to you by Vistaprint. For small business owners or people who produce their own podcasts, being plugged in and prepared when an opportunity comes up is crucial. Those moments happen all the time and they're happening even right now. And having a business card that shows how professional you are right in your pocket, ready to hand out, is the first step to making something happen. Your next big opportunity is coming right now and Vistaprint is here to help you own the now with free shipping on any business card in any quantity. Choose whatever style, finish, shape, or paper you like and get free shipping. And because you could pick the colors, the fonts, the designs, and the images, it means that you can create something as unique and compelling as your particular business. Your satisfaction is 100% guaranteed or your money back. I've used Vistaprint for many years since like I first started my business and I've always been impressed and satisfied once my business cards came in the mail. 
Vistaprint wants you to be able to own the now in any situation, which is why our listeners get free shipping on all business cards, any style, any quantity. Just go to vistaprint.com and enter promo code blessed for free shipping on all business cards, any style, any quantity, limited time offer. Own the now at vistaprint.com promo code blessed. You support our show when you support our sponsors. Let's get back to the show. This last question is actually pretty similar to the previous one. It says, I pay tithes, I read the Bible, I pray, and I still have no miracles slash fruit. How do I cope? Okay, so listen here. One of the things that I believe that, and I said this before, that we get messed up is we have this Christian handbook. And I mean, you pretty much hit a bunch of the um, bylaws, right? You tithe, you pay tithes, you read the Bible, you pray. Okay, cool, but... What are you doing this for? You know, there there's some a perspective shift that I believe needs to change here. First of all, let's talk about the fact that you said you have no miracle, no miracles or no fruit. Let me bring you over to Galatians, Galatians 5, 22 through 23. It says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. So these are the fruits of the spirit. Now, of course, there are other ways that we bear much fruit, right? But biblically speaking, this is the definition that it gives us of what fruit is and what we can expect from the Holy Spirit. And so for you, I believe that your measuring stick, you need to make sure your measuring stick is in the right place. God is not a genie, right? You can't tell God, hey, I want my fruit to be a million dollars. And then when you don't get it, you like, what's going on? I prayed, I paid my tithes. I read the Bible. So why don't I have my million dollars? That's not how this works. And I believe that the reason why you aren't seeing the fruit that you want to see is because your heart isn't right. The question isn't how do I cope? That question is how do I change my mindset that I, so that I can see what God is doing in my life? Because he is doing it something in your life. But the enemy's job is to distract you, is to confuse you, is to get you out of the will so that the things that are happening, you're not even paying attention to them because whatever you decided your fruit is, isn't happening. Now you're mad at God. And so I'm, I'm, I apologize if I come off harsh, but I want to be very, very clear that it's not about how many things can I do that sound good. It's about how can I truly give my heart to God and walk right with him? How can can the word truly be a lamp upon my feet? What do I need to cut off? Because even if we talk about fruit, let me find the scripture real quick. Let's go to John 15 real quick. And I'm gonna start from verse one. It says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. And so this scripture came to mind as I was reading your question, and I believe that there is a disconnect here of you truly remaining in God, not doing the, not 
doing this Christian checklist, but you truly remaining in God, you truly being in on your face, not just saying God is grace, God is good, everything you fall for those type of prayers, the God, can you make this happen? Amen. Like not those type of prayers, right? The pr- I'm talking about if you're really remaining God, your prayer life is not going to be one that you are looking at like, oh, uh, that wasn't anything. The Bible says the that the Prayers of the righteous are powerful and effective. And so the, the, by the way you ask this question, I genuinely believe that there is a disconnect here of are you truly remaining in God or are you just doing, going through the motions? Which one is it? Even in, at the start of the scripture in John 15, it says that he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. So even if let's say you aren't bearing certain fruits or you aren't seeing certain promises or whatever, Ask God to cut off every branch in you that bears no fruit. That's your prayer life right there. That's the things that you need to be praying. And then it says, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You may even be in a pruning season right now. Because I I think we often forget that there's sometimes seasons and things that we need to go to and go through in order for God to be able to give us the things that he has for us, right? There are things that I had to go through off this microphone in order for me to be prepared to handle the call that is on my life, to be able to be prepared, to be able to handle being in rooms full of people and spreading the good news. There's a lot of things that God had to deal with me with. And I could have easily looked at that as I'm not bearing any fruit, but I was just in a pruning season so that I could bear, so that I could be even more fruitful. So again, girl, this is a a mindset shift. This is a mindset shift. It's not how do I cope? It's how do I get back connected to the vine? How do I get back connected to the the father? Because it clearly says neither, no branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. And if you're doing all of these works without your heart truly being uh, given to God, without you truly giving your all to him and your intentions being correctly and not just checking off a to-do list, then you're doing things by yourself. And you're just trying to use your actions to manipulate God into doing what you want him to do. And that's not how this works. So he says, remain in me and also I remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. So my advice to you is remain in the vine because you can't bear fruit unless you remain in him. Remain in the vine. Remain in the vine. And I I believe that that's something that we all need to take heed to those who may have, let's say you may have been in church your whole life. You may have been, and there are women who are not millennials who listen to this podcast. Let's say you've been in this faith thing for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't mean to, to get into just the checklist, but it's now come such a, become such a routine that you need a refresh. And it's okay if you need a refresh, but go ahead and do it though. Don't get to the point where you're like, how do I cope? No, baby, God is doing things in your life now. It's not how do you cope? It's how do you get back connected? How do you open your eyes so that you could be able to see? You got to understand that this is an attack of the enemy right here. And this is why we have to honor up, armor up. And constantly stay on God. This is why we have to be sober and be vigilant because the very way that you ask this question is showing that there is an attack on your believing what God is doing in your life. There's an attack on your relationship with God here. And that's one that you really have to 
to fight against. The enemy is so crafty, but he is can never win. <laughs> so again, it's important that we are sober and vigilant, that we put on a full armor of God every day and we're able to fight, we're able to recognize these things. And, I, and the reason why I wanted to ask these questions is because I believe that when I ask answer questions, it's not just about let me just give you whatever Tatum's thinking. Like that's why I pray so hard before coming on this show and really do the things that I need to do in my personal life. So that when I hit record on this microphone, I'm not telling you what you want to hear, but I'm able to be used by God to change your perspective. And so I wanted to answer these questions because I believe there's a lot of us who need perspective changes. We need perspective changes. We need to be broken out of what religion has told us our relationship with God is supposed to look like. And we need to really get into figuring out, okay, how do I build a relationship with God for myself? What does that look like? How do I put down the Christian handbook without now negating the rules? Because there are certain things that we have to abide by. There is a standard of living that we have to uphold. I'm not saying get rid of that. But what I'm saying is how do we break out of this box that religion has created that's preventing us from having a true relationship with God? So again, girl, study the scripture. Um, this was for anybody who feels the way that she does. Like, I know I'm kind of going in, but this is truly and genuinely out of love because I believe that as you get back connected with God, he'll show you some things. And then the fruit that you are going to bear as a result of getting back connected with God is going to be major. So the scripture was John 15. I read... Um, Verses one through five, I believe. So yeah, but read the whole thing. This is a really, really great um, scripture and something I believe that a lot of us will get a lot from. So that wraps up another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast, you guys. I'll be back next week with a new message. I'm back to go on my little break and I will talk to y'all soon.